Hi guys, welcome back to the She Never Shuts Up pod. I'm Sienna. And I'm Emma. And today we are chatting about the movies of the moment, Barbie and Oppenheimer. We're going to discuss our takeaways from each movie, the underlying themes, what stood out to us. But first, let's do some life updates. Emma, what are you into lately? What's bringing you joy? Hmm. What's standing out to you? I'm going to be a hater for a second. I'm I'm just going to start with you. Sienna's so positive. It was like, what's bringing you joy? And I'm like, getting my identity stolen is just like been what I've been dealing with lately. So I'm going to be a hater. And yeah, I got my identity stolen. Someone made a fake AT&T account in my name and spent like almost $10,000. And when that happens, it messes up your credit, even though you're not the one that ever spent the money. So my credit like plummeted and I was like, what the heck? And it freaked me out. So I ended up having to file a police report and then you have to go to the credit bureau and basically explain to them that it wasn't you that made these purchases and wasn't sent to collections and whatever. But I'm just going to be a hater and say, it's just like really annoying. It's one of those things where you're just like, uh, like I don't want to deal with this, but now it's all been sorted. It's off my credit report now, thankfully. Figured it out. You know, besides that, life is going good. I've been really busy or have been really bored. I feel like there's no in between. Sienna and I were talking about that last night. Like, I just feel like I need to just chill out a little bit, but still have human interaction. Like, I feel like I either like go into a cave and like talk to no one or I'm like, go, go, go. And I just need a healthy balance, you know? The credit thing is so crazy to me still. Like, how does it even happen? (laughs) I really don't know. And it's really weird because it got sent to collections, which is like, it means the debt debt collectors are after you. I literally had to like call the debt collector because you have to tell them like, hey, this wasn't me or whatever. And they told me like the person who basically like opened the account and used my name. They told me their address and all this stuff. And it's just like, it's horrible because even the person that they like, quote unquote, think that did it, like they could be a victim of identity theft too. Cause like they could steal that person's identity to then steal my identity. Like just because of the internet, it's just so crazy. What about you, Sienna? <laughs> What's bringing you joy? What's going on in your life? Tell mm-hmm. us about it. I've been liking a lot of different things lately. Like I've been really into kombucha, which I feel like I've always been into kombucha. It's like a new obsession where every day I buy a different one. Like, like whatever I'm craving. One? Yeah, it's like oh. a little it's a little treat at the end of the day. I love it. Also been really loving girl dinner, which I feel like is not really the best thing ever. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. Every day it's something different, but I feel like it's been like smoothie bowls or like protein pancakes, like something sweet. But like you were saying too, like I feel like the day to day is kind of just like boring. And then you do a lot on the weekends. So I feel like it is making like the day-to-day dinner more fun. Well, it still can be like good. Like if you're having protein pancakes, I feel like that's not like, like protein pancakes could be really filling. It's just like kind of random, you know? So it still could be girl dinner. It's true. It's not like the, like those girl dinners that people are like, "Mm, this is called something else. Like this is not girl dinner. Literally. No, I was telling you last night, my mom, the other day I called her and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm eating dinner. And I was like, oh, what are you having? And she's like, corn on the cob. And our neighbor gave us a cucumber that they grew in their garden. And I'm like, so you're eating corn on the cob and cucumber? That's not dinner. I was like, please eat some protein. It's like mom dinner is just snacks. And then show-wise, 
I've been watching Peaky Blinders and I really like it, which is surprising because I feel like it's not like my normal type of show. And then I did watch Oppenheimer a couple weeks ago, which we're about to talk about. But I feel like I'm just in my Killian Murphy era. It surprised me so much when you were like, I'm loving Peaky Blinders. Not that like, I just feel like that's not your typical type of show. Yeah, I don't even know what my typical type of show is besides like Shark Tank. Shark Tank, please. <laughs> that's so oddly specific. I thought you were going to say like a reality. Well, I guess Shark Tank is a reality show, but I thought you were going to say like a reality show or something. I feel like that was like my all-time favorite show. Just like new things every episode, I guess. Like it's not like you actually have to pay attention and then like you can pay attention to <laughs> what you choose to. Like I feel like watching TV was always just like TikTok time for me. You can, you know, be scrolling and then you look up and it's a whole new invention. Yeah, I'm like, oh, go. wait a minute. Let me rewind. I want to see that. Like Scrub Daddy is a, isn't that a Shark Tank thing? Yeah. What else are Shark Tank things that I'm thinking about? I've seen like the, I don't know if it's like Bees Knees or something, the lemonade. I don't know what that is. Like literally just like bottled lemonade. Yeah, but I think it's like a black owned business. That's super cool. I think it was actually made from like, like the honey maybe is used from like the bees that oh. she had like in her, I don't know, like she like caught the bees or whatever. Sienna the Shark Tank Queen, honestly. It's my comfort show. Honestly. And then Peaky Blinders, just hanging with Killian Murphy. I've been watching so much Love Island and I feel like it's frying my brain. Like at least like Peaky Blinders has like a storyline. Like I think I've watched 50 episodes in the past two weeks, which is just, I... I don't even know what that says about me. That's crazy. They're not that long, are they? I think they're 45 minutes. I do skip the ones that are like the after sun, which is like their tell-all at the end of the week because there's so many episodes, like they do a weekly tell-all. And then I skip the unseen scenes or whatever because I just don't really care about that. But it's still a lot of TV. I'm like, my brain is wasting away. Meanwhile, like Peaky Blinders are just killing people anyway. So it's like, am I really that stimulated i don't know i feel like that the killian murphy era kind of takes us into like our theme of today which we wanted to talk about the movies of you know the moment right now and the buzz that's around barbenheimer kind of diving into where you know we see our perspectives come in with the movie i feel like there's been so much buzz about both of them lately that this is a good topic since sienna saw oppenheimer and i haven't seen it yet and i saw barbie and she hasn't seen it yet so we thought we could do a little barbenheimer deep dive and talk about those with oppenheimer i feel like i didn't really even know what i was watching until i went at least it helps that like it is like kind of historically correct i guess like they did follow events of history it basically follows um, Oppenheimer, who's a physicist, and his early studies, his direction of the Manhattan Project during World War II, and basically how he created the first nuclear weapons, the atomic bomb, um, which they eventually use against Japan in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I feel like everybody's really stuck on like the underlying idea that you don't really think about the fact that all these world powers have like nuclear weapons that they could be used at like any time on anybody any country if it just comes down to like whatever world leader decides to use them so i feel like that's been huge like everyone's like the fact that you could just be going about your day and all of a sudden you're just gone like the questioning immortality almost yeah where i think that like for me what stood out more was the idea of like 
just like the blind patriotism that was going on back then, like closer to World War II, where now that just isn't a thing anymore. We're not really that patriotic for the most part anymore. If our government were to do something like that now, most people wouldn't be fully supportive of it. It wasn't even really for like a reason besides like showing America's power, which they show in the movie they were going to use the bomb against Germany, but then Germany pulled out. So then they were like, well, we still need to show that we have these weapons and that we're powerful so people don't mess with us. So Japan's the next best place to do this. It's not just like a, well, we can't use this bomb here, so let's just use it here instead. Yeah, how futile that sounds of just like, eh, we'll use it somewhere else. That's so crazy to me. So that was the part that stood out to me because I was like, that's like, that's insane. It's like this weird thing where, yes, we're all just floating on a rock, you know, and being a human, you might think you don't have as much impact. It is crazy how one person or one, you know, country could decide what the fate of humanity is ultimately. Which I think people were drawing that like connection to Barbie as well. But I don't know how that would even make sense of like the, oh, like one man can just like make a decision for like, the world, which I don't know if that had to do with like the creation of Barbie itself. Like, how does that even apply? One thing was they both kept getting so tied together just because they were coming out on the same day. But then it turned into this weird thing where people were talking about, you know, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be a person, a woman, all this stuff? This like really dramatic movie got tied in with Barbie, which like I honestly did not even know it was going to be as deep as it was until I saw it. Like, I don't know, Sienna, you haven't seen it, but did you like expect it to be as deep as it was before you heard everything about it? No, I kind of just thought Barbie would be typical Barbie movie. Like I feel like most Barbie movies are like Barbie and the Pegasus or like, but I had no idea what this one was going to be, but I didn't think it would have like a deeper meaning to it. I thought it was just gonna be like a fun, silly movie. And then everyone started making TikToks about how it like, made them question their entire like being in life. It is crazy because I felt like if you think about the actual plot line, it wasn't really serious at all, but it was just like the themes that it kind of dug up with the characters and stuff. That's what made me like sob. But it was so funny because like literally the opening of the movie, just talking about the creation of Barbie and how the idea of Barbie is like women can be anything and all this stuff. And it literally was like making me emotional, not for like any particular reason besides the fact of just like it made me reflect on what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a young woman coming of age in 2023. And it's so funny that they literally used a toy that's representing all this nostalgia to then talk about like what it means to be a woman in 2023 kind of like the story of oppenheimer and how fascinating that is but like what does it mean to be a person and like have all of this weight of making decisions and stuff mm-hmm. obviously a lot of men were going to see oppenheimer and a lot of women were going to see barbie but then it's like the themes kind of do like follow like what you would expect from gender norms of like what people would think were more important Yeah, it's interesting because I saw this article today and kind of as I dive deeper into Barbie, it's reflected in this, but it was, the article was titled, it was from The Guardian and it said, I wept for Ken. And it was basically like, what men can take away from the Barbie movie? And I was thinking about that because I do think that there are lots of 
good themes for it's not just about women there's also ken and he kind of has this identity crisis and all this stuff but it kind of like got me on my little feminine rage of like why can't we just why can't this movie just be for the girls you know like not literally but in the sense of talking about like i wept for ken and and ken this and ken that it's like it's called barbie and that's okay you know like there is a story about ken but the whole point is that Barbie land is completely flipped from our world. There's no, there's more of a matriarchal system, I guess you could say, in the sense of Barbie can literally be anything. And there's all these jokes about like, where does Ken even live? Like Barbie has the dream house, but they never talk about like the Kens just kind of exist there. And the whole point is that it's so obvious and so dramatic that that's the point that it's trying to make like i think that's what people missed a little bit um was they were like it's just like so on the nose but that was the point was to kind of explain like what it's you know like for women because if it was flipped in the real world and so that was really interesting to me to come across when i heard men saying it's anti-men it's too feminist i think that was the point that it was like so on the nose i think too like just because something relates more to women doesn't mean that it's anti-man. Totally. Like you can have the two can coexist together. Yeah. It's like, why do they have to be mutually exclusive? The whole thing is that, you know, throughout the movie, they're back and forth between the human world and Barbie land. And then at one point, all the Kens move into like the Barbie dream houses and make them their own. And someone said, they're like, why couldn't Ken just have his own home, but build it? next to Barbie. Mm -hmm. You know, like why? And literally America Ferrera says that to Barbie in the movies. Barbie's like, I think I'm going to forgive him and all this stuff. And she's like, he took your house. Like, why, why are you so quick to think that like you have to, obviously it's good to forgive people, but the way that it's set up is why couldn't he just have his own thing within Barbie land and still be discovering his whole identity. And that's what they end up resolving in the end is like Barbie says to him, who's Ken? Like, who's Ken without Barbie? Who are you? Because he tries the whole patriarchy thing of the real world and like takes completely over, but then isn't satisfied with that still. So it's still about him and about Ken. And I, But I just think it's interesting that even after all of this discussion over it, that someone like still is out there being like, it's about Ken and men. You can take away stuff from Ken. And it's like, why can't the guy take away stuff from Barbie too, you know? Yeah, like you can literally just like watch it and be like, oh, okay, I see maybe more the side of like how women feel in society. Or like, oh, like th there are a lot of pressures put onto women from a young age, right? As opposed to being like, this is just against men. And that's the whole point is that Barbie goes from like the wondrous perfect Barbie land where women run the world and it's, it's easy, quote unquote, to be a woman in the sense that there's no societal barriers, there's no patriarchal system that's stopping her or the other Barbies from like achieving whatever they want. Like it's not a privilege to be a man in Barbie land the way it is here. But that's the whole point. Like the whole point is to be the exact opposite of the real world to point out the fact that what is it like for a woman in a patriarchal system by showing, you know, Ken's struggle of, of being a guy in that sense. That's what the whole point of the movie is like. It's basically like difficult to be a woman. And I feel like that's so many of the conversations I'm hearing right now. And then I think also, and this is coming from like a married woman who like pretty equally like splits the domestic 
labor with my husband in the sense of like cleaning, housework, routine, stuff like that. The Barbie almost brought to light like the struggle that a lot of women and like young women specifically, especially when you're like trying to be in like a long-term serious relationship, how difficult it is. And that's what literally America Ferrera like does this whole soliloquy in the movie where she's like, it's just so difficult to be a woman because all of the roles that were taught either by society and like expectations, but then also like being a woman in the 21st century, it's like, you have to be thin, but not too thin. You have to work hard, but you can't complain. You have to lead, but you can't be too tough. You can't squash other people's ideas, but you have to be confident. It's all contradictory, like what we're being told. And I don't know how you feel, but that has like made me confused on who am I and like, who am I supposed to be? And technically I can be whoever I want, but there are sorts of barriers that exist in our society that cause us to have these problems where we're like, it's contradictory to be a woman. Yeah. Like there's pressures to be a certain way from society and then from family and then from what you see other people doing, but then also you want to do stuff that like feels true to you, but then your partner also has to pick up the other stuff that you don't want to do. But then they also were taught to do certain things based off of like what's expected of them. So at the end of the day, it's like somebody has to compromise on like what they grew up thinking was their role a lot of the times as well. The problem is, especially with domestic labor, and I was just listening to a podcast called, um, it's called Girls Camp, and the host Haley Rawl is an ex-Mormon, and she talks a lot about how her Mormon upbringing has influenced like her perspective on life and her role as a woman, and it's super interesting. And like, though I wasn't raised Mormon, I feel like I really just relate to some of the things she talks about. And she just had, um, she was like a life coach who helps couples split up the domestic and emotional labor. And basically she was explaining it as now in society, women are expected to be doing like 50-50 of the work outside of the home. So like, you know, having a career nine to five, but then they're still often expected to maintain a hundred percent of the domestic and emotional labor, or at least a degree that's like unequally yoked from her male partner. So they were specifically talking about heterosexual relationships. And it made me think about myself because it's like, I can love, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you could love doing housework, cooking, cleaning. But it's like, if I'm also expected to be working nine to five, and like my dream also includes having a career, it's like oftentimes instead of giving up certain things so that I'm staying at 100% of like, you know, my bandwidth, as like you would say in corporate speak, Mm -hmm. women are going like over doing 50% of the labor outside the home, but then like 80% of the domestic. Yeah. And then it's like having two full-time jobs. Exactly. That was just a frustrating thing for me because I feel like a little bit of my background is growing up feeling like I was really empowered by my family and my mom as a woman that I could do whatever I wanted. But then with that, you almost feel the shame of you might not want to be a mom or your dream is not to be, you know, if that's not your dream to be a mother, et cetera, or to run your home or to, you know, be a stay-at-home mom or wife, then there's also a pressure on that side of it that it's like exactly what America Ferrer says in the movie. 
you can't talk too much about how much you love your kids and don't have a career. But then if you don't talk about how much you love your kids, then you're a bad mom. And so it's just the antithesis of it all and like how contradictory it is. It's like you can't win either way. And I think that's why the Barbie movie like made me so emotional was because I'm just not even for myself, because luckily I'm in a very egalitarian relationship, but like just for women in general and for people that I know in some situations, like we're expected to fulfill these roles in society as a woman, but they completely contradict each other. And no matter kind of what you choose, there's a roadblock to it or you just simply can't do it all. And it's like, who are we supposed to be? And that's that's a scary thing and that's intimidating. I think too, just going back to like expectations you learn growing up. I grew up with a single mother, so I saw her do everything. So then it's kind of like, I want to be able to do everything. But then at some point you do have to compromise some of your, like you have to have like a partner eventually that's going to take some of those burdens off of you, which is a good thing. And like, you should have help and not have to do, give 180% every day. But then it's like, which parts are you willing compromise on like not having control over you know which things do you want control of or like do you feel like you actually want to do versus like feeling like you have to do everything for it to be done correctly or like that's just what you saw so it's just a different kind of perspective to come from as well that's not a bad perspective to have because it just demonstrates like how strong your mom is and to be able to do everything like there's no doubt in my mind that like your mom you could figure out and do everything 100 percent yourself but then there's this weird thing of when you're dividing up the emotional and domestic labor and this was something that Haley was kind of talking about on her podcast the other day was it often comes down on the woman in the heterosexual relationship at least to then teach the man her husband or boyfriend or whoever how to kind of pick up the slack. And so then that also falls on the woman of the emotional labor of then teaching someone how to do that. And I'm not saying this is consistent for all men or all women, all relationships, but it is just something to think about, you know, when you're choosing a partner and when you're thinking about like these big life stages of living with someone, et cetera, et cetera, is it still all going to fall on you to even teach them hey, this is how we divide it up. This is how I do things. And that's just a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure for people. And I think that goes back to the statistic of 40-something-year-old single women with no children are usually the quote-unquote happiest. And that's not saying that you're not fulfilled by a husband, children, etc. But it's just because I think how much easier it can be when you know you can rely on yourself to do everything and do it the right way versus like being patient. And that's just being in a relationship, Mm -hmm. like being patient with the other person dividing and conquering all of life's tasks. You may be able to do everything on your own and you should be able to, but you also don't have to if you have somebody that's there to help you. And like, you need to be able to accept that and be like, oh, okay, I can do this independently, but I'm going to let that person do it for me because I know like it helps, right? And I think we come from, thankfully, a good perspective of where we have these positive male partners who want to do things for us. And I think, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like similar to me, it's almost more of a giving up of control in that sense, rather than some other people, unfortunately, I think struggle with 
just getting their male significant other to understand that they have so many responsibilities, emotional labor that they have to do. I think too, that's what I've learned in my relationship is when somebody wants to help you with so many things and just naturally does a lot of things for you. If you're used to doing everything for yourself or you feel like you've had to in past relationships as well, then it is like hard to accept in the beginning of like, you should be like, oh no, it's okay. But it's like somebody wants to do it for you, right? That's part of a relationship. That so many times falls on the woman in that Mm -hmm. scenario. That's the point of relationship you want to be in is to be in a relationship that's positive and where you're almost having to learn how to like give up the control because someone wants to help you rather than having to teach someone how to split up the emotional and domestic labor. Like we're definitely on the good side of the coin. And luckily that's a thing that you can and I can because I get very controlling, like work on within ourselves rather Mm -hmm. than like the struggle of having to almost convince your husband or boyfriend or whoever that they need to care as much as you do. I think that's what stirred so much inside of me from the Barbie movie and like all this talk about the patriarchy lately. It is interesting how like there's two sides of it. Like you're either learning to be like, okay, yes, you can help me or you're literally gaining like a dependent or you're somewhere in the middle. But I feel like those are like the like extreme. A lot of women do end up with like a husband that doesn't do much but go to work, which is like great. But then at the same time, it's like, how can you survive doing like all of the housework, all of the domestic quote unquote things within your relationship, but then also be expected to go to work and then also be expected to like be a good partner, make you really resentful. That's all what the theme of the film goes back to is you can't win either way. That is the the plight of womanhood as Greta Gerwig, I think she says that in, um, one of the characters says that in Little Women, but it's difficult either way. And obviously there is like one side of the coin that is a better situation. And luckily, you know, if you're really scouting out a partner that is going to be understanding and going to be patient and willing to recognize like where they have privilege and where you don't, I think that's super important is just to be with someone that's open-minded about that. And that's why I think it's so funny. I've seen so many articles about Barbie being like a litmus test for dating. So basically being like, hey, what's your opinion on the Barbie movie? And using that as, is this person open to the struggles of understanding like why a woman wouldn't be valued, accepted, all of those things? Like they're not open to understanding that. Why would you want to be in a relationship with them? Because that's that encompasses like who you are. I also wonder how many people really, like how many men really know what the Barbie movie is actually about though. Because I feel like you're like, what do you think about the Barbie movie? It's like, oh, I didn't watch it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like only if they've seen it. The new date idea. Yeah, exactly. To go and then see what they say when they're walking out of the theater. Because I've heard of people breaking up with their significant others because of it. I saw somebody leaving the movie theater like a couple days ago. And this girl had a hot pink sweater like in her hand. But she was like holding it like crumpled up. And like her boyfriend looked really mad. So I was like, I feel like they just came from the Barbie movie and she had to take off her sweater because he wasn't about it. Oh, see, that makes me so, that is so discouraging. It's really telling about that person's, in meaning the guy in the relationship, that person's insecurities, like whether they had a positive perspective or not. Because like, of course you can critique the 
the actual movie. Like, I'm not saying everyone has to think the film itself, all the dialogue, what it looks like, the score, you know, has to be like perfect. I'm not saying you can't critique the movie, but the message behind it of empowering women and putting these types of discussions in the forefront of people's minds, like how difficult and contradictory it is to be a woman and like have that identity. Like it's validating to me that that is a conversation, but it's like, it's just disheartening at the same time because I'm seeing it happen right in front of us. Like the idea of leaving a movie that's just about women dealing with certain struggles on a day-to-day basis and then making you angry is crazy. The whole movie literally validates those struggles. And so to have a significant other that couldn't even be willing to understand that that's real and valid for someone, it would be really difficult to be in a relationship with them because yes, relationships aren't always 50-50, but it's hard to be tied to someone in a healthy way if they can't even understand or maybe they're they're not going to ever understand because they're they're not a woman but at least be empathetic towards those difficulties and struggles which i also wonder if some women are like offended by the theme as well but only probably because of the pressures of what they've been taught as their role as a woman Mm -hmm. because it's contradictory like we said so i think people have because of you know where they grew up what they did and that's kind of what Haley was talking about is growing up in like a highly religious background how what she was taught to be as a woman is different than you know what society might be promoting in the media and so i feel like yes women probably did have different opinions on it just because it's all about like how you were raised and what that looks like for you all that to say i'm just very frustrated with what it means to be a woman based on the expectations of society and the difficulties of the patriarchy that happens so many times in relationships. Even though I feel it's unfortunate that I have to say like, I'm so lucky to be in that type of relationship. I hope that's not how people continue to feel in the future in the sense of I'm in a very positive relationship and I feel it's very egalitarian. Like I said, I feel like that is something that I hope starts to change as society continues to change. And as we're raising our kids, we're teaching our kids to be more egalitarian and like different labor and expectations of their identities and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that the next generation will be like more of a positive change. Our generation will definitely take more of these things into consideration in raising children of like how to raise them more equally and not assign roles directly to like each child based off of their gender. But then at the same time, it's like people are still upset by hearing that people want to challenge like the roles that we've been assigned from gender in society. It begs the question of will this really be changed like in the future? Maybe there's going to be a large chunk of people that don't necessarily think that like patriarchal values are like the number one thing to teach people but then there's gonna be a big group that still pass those down because it's just like embedded in their culture or what they grew up thinking i was saying it depends on where you grew up your religious and political influences i think all of those things impact it just as much as your parents telling you what they think but i think it's a conversation that's worth thinking about and i think barbie is worth seeing (laughs) i think it's a a great way to not just be entertained but to have these kind of discussions and these kind of thoughts like 
brought to the forefront of your mind. And though it may make you feel helpless, I think at the same time, it can make you feel really empowered as well. Emma left Barbie, not mad at her man, but can you say the same? That's what I'm wondering. Honestly, that's the question of the day. I felt very empowered by it. Yeah, you need to see it because it's well worth seeing. And I want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'll go see it this weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening, for following us, and let us know what you thought. Give us a rating and review on the Spotify or Apple Podcasts app, and follow us on She Never Shuts Up Pod on Instagram, and we will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.